This is Everyday Driver, where we know cars are expensive, but necessary, and have to do a world of things. But we also believe they should be fun. Whatever you need and can afford, we're here to help you find the right car. We're your car friends, your car therapist, and sometimes the bad influence you need. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is The Car Debate. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. In case you hadn't heard, we released a huge road trip film on our original channel. Huge. And we've been releasing short little snippets of it. If you're a person that watches shorts, you may have seen some of those. We have a little trailer dropping because we really want people to watch it. It's the weekend again. Now is the time to watch it. It is 85 minutes long. So I am aware of the fact that is uh, that is feature film length. <laughs> but I would love for you to sit down and watch it. And uh, we had a lot of fun making it. We hope you've seen it. And if you have seen it, let us know. Give us a comment. Send it to a friend, whatever, because we really appreciate that. Thankfully, it is played pretty well. Our expectations for these road trips are actually kind of low because they're not like the newest car on fire in the forest somewhere and it's manual transmission. We can't do that every week. <laughs> so, uh, so it's not that, but we had a lot of fun making it. Guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am looking at the new Ford F-150 facelift. I have decided that power no longer matters for pickup trucks. Okay. It's all about tailgate wars. Oh, you're, yeah, I wish I hadn't thought about it until you said it, but you're right. The tailgates of the future right. are going to do so much. You're absolutely they're going right. to do Rivian kinds of things because you know, everybody who makes pickup trucks was looking at Rivian going, that's a cool idea. Why can't we do a slide out, pop out thing and park it in Manhattan and have people come by and oogle over our tailgate coolness. Oh, this tailgate. I mean, it's interesting, the swingway t- tailgate, but tailgates of the future. But Dodge has already done this split tailgate yeah, swing two-way thing. Every kind of variant of tailgate I feel like has existed. We just had the brand new Chevy Colorado. We've got a test drive coming up on that. And it has an attempt to take the tailgate to put storage in the tailgate. But the tailgate's not very deep in case you think about it. <laughs> so that limits your storage. But everybody's got an idea. You're right. It's got a ruler actually embedded, molded into the plastic lip of the tailgate so you can measure things. You can measure your catch. Mm-hmm. Whatever you catch, whatever that is, you can measure <laughs> Fish, it. Fish, roadkill, somebody <laughs> else's bumper. Yes. You know, every, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I can measure the thing that I just ran over. That's the purpose. I love it. But, you know, F-150s are the truck. I mean, they've mm-hmm. been the truck for the longest time, and I do really appreciate the interior. The screen is massive. Trucks have gotten ever more convenient. They're it's, they're, they're luxury vehicles now really in are. a truck body. They're, they're not what trucks used to be at all. We expect them to be luxury cars, which I find kind of fascinating. And here this one is continuing the trend. All I can do is hear Seinfeld's bit from years ago in my head. It has pro trailer backup assist. It has pro access tailgate. Everything's pro. Like, well, what about... Semi-pro? Like, <laughs> amateur? Semi-pro, amateur tailgate. Is there... <laughs> You're right. You're like, right. It's all, it's all professional grade. It's always extra strength. Like, uh-huh. is there yep. Tylenol yep. that's just strength? <laughs> You're absolutely right. It's always extra strength. Uh-huh. Everybody wants the pro version of this because we're all pros, right? I do find it hysterical that the professional version of all of these trucks is the only thing that people are excited about. I'm like, you, you make use your truck <laughs> once like every now and then? The B team, the mm-hmm. JV squad. The, the JV. <laughs> the Ford F-150 JV. Yep. Just asking. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. 
Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. We always recommend that one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle is brakes. An upgraded braking system can transform a vehicle's performance and give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. From the track to the trail, even your morning commute, every vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. No matter your vehicle and driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. Just go to PowerStop.com and you fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder. You'll get matched with complete kits with components that are low dust, which we've seen, noise-free, which is amazing, and feature upgraded stopping power. We've seen great results firsthand on our cars, and we encourage you to improve your car with better brakes from PowerStop. Brake upgrades made easy. Josh W. writes to us looking for a project. Uh-oh. You realize, Josh, that this is a, a dangerous mission to be on because mm -hmm. many times people think, oh, I bought a car that isn't going to be a project and it turns into one. You are actively looking for one. He's looking for a running project car to work on with his son, which actually is really cool. It's very cool. I love this idea. Yeah. His son is 16, recently got his driver's license. They're both into cars and they have a couple of parameters. I see more than two, Josh. There are a few here, yes. But I anyway, about mm -hmm. 16. There's a lot. Yeah. When you start <laughs> digging down into what project cars could mean, there's quite a few parameters, a few of which I don't understand the need for, but I'll come back to that. Yeah. All right. Well, Josh and his son want a car that's running relatively well. <laughs> they can make modifications and improvements too. So Josh. it's a project like our Prius. Oh, okay. it's not like we want to make it run. We want to we want to do stuff to it. It's that's the difference. Okay, that is the we got to define our project. Yeah. Well, Josh has not done extensive work on cars before, but is very handy and mechanically inclined, and usually able to figure things out by reading forums or watching YouTube. YouTube is training all of us. It's just it, it the is. college of the future. Yeah. Tribal knowledge. Mm -hmm. It's the knowledge dump of the future. Anyway, is, yes. they do not want a car that they have to totally rebuild. You say that now. Choose wisely. <laughs> Plus, they don't have a garage, so they will work mostly on the car in the driveway and put a car cover over it. Yeah, this is, we want to tune it. We want to change it. Let's put different wheels. Hey, let's upgrade the brakes. This is not, oh, this doesn't run. Let's make it run. Your neighbors are going to come over and wonder what's going on. Mm -hmm. they Maybe want loudly to the HOA. Be careful. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh -huh. exactly. They want a manual transmission. Part of this is because Josh wants to be able to teach his son, and he wants to learn how to drive a manual transmission. Love it. The two cars they own now are both automatics. Okay. They also want a rear-wheel drive car and something with decent handling. More fun to drive, and he wants them to experience the rear-wheel drive dynamics. Love it. This is good. Also, something that has four seats that are reasonably functional for a real normal-sized person. Not just kids or small adults. It can be two or four-door, but that eliminates Miatas, GR86s, and all the great cars that we identified in our under $8,000 sports car challenge. None of them are eight grand anymore, unfortunately, because that's the world we live in now. Mm -hmm. But still, then, as soon as we filmed, they were all eight grand or less. Yes. But everybody up to this point was just thinking Miata. Just get a Miata. But mm -hmm. Josh is explicitly saying Miata is not the answer here. They also want it to be relatively reliable. He would be worried about alphas. <laughs> Older probably well. probably should be, yeah. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want it to be too fast or powerful. He would worry with a teenage male driver, they might wrap it around a tree. Possibly, yeah. And Josh realizes it's in the eye of the beholder, but they would like it to have some style and kind of be interesting. And, and they don't generally like muscle cars. So that means Mustangs, Camaros, Challengers, Chargers are probably also off the list. They don't like the look of the BMWs beyond the E36 generation, except for the E46 ZHP. Which you could probably get for your budget. They're pretty probably great. Probably could. Yeah. They like wagons. 
Wagons are the greatest. Mm -hmm. E30 Touring. Cool. Yes. So cars they have identified and bid on and they really like include BMW E30s and BMW E36s, Mm. but they have not won any of the auctions or found any for sale in the price range. They've also considered first-gen Lexus IS300s, but they've only been looking for about a month or so as of this writing. Okay. Now, Josh is looking to spend under 10 grand and wants our other suggestions besides the older BMWs or that IS300. Currently, they've got an XC90 2020 and a CRV from 2019. Can you just go ahead and upgrade that CRV to the... (laughs) Paul's ready for you to jettison that out of the garage. Really? They've also... They're on the wait list for the Rivian R1S. That is S for suburban or SUV, not R1T, which is the pickup truck. They're not sure when that's arriving. They're hoping it's going to be this year. You apparently need to move to Park City if you want a Rivian. They're passing them out here. They're all here. Every possible color. Yes. Every possible configuration. Keep in mind, Park City is small enough that most of the time when you go anywhere, it's 10 minutes. I see three or four Rivian every time I go anywhere. And they're different. It's not like, oh, it's that same one. Right. That one's got a different bike rack. That's a color I've never seen. They're passing them out here. So if you want your R1S, I think you have to come to our dispenser. In Park City, it's Mm -hmm. like... Cayenne Turbo GT, Bentley Bentega, Urus, 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 Rivian, Rivian, Rivian. It's a constant stream. Like, are you kidding me? Kinds of vehicles. My, my I can't believe I'm saying this. My uh, 2010 old Cayenne <laughs> is like an old beater car in Park City. It's yeah, like exactly. a farm truck. It's like, here. huh, you brought the old truck, did you? All right, well, that's good. Josh has owned cars in his lifetime, including a 1979 Volkswagen Rabbit, late 80s Volkswagen Golf, Fifth generation Honda Civic Si hatchback. I like that. He's owned a Saab 9.5. See, I Ooh, okay. You stole my thunder, Josh. Because up to this point, all I've been thinking about is Saab 900 turbos. Oh, really? Except they're front wheel drive. But I, but well, yeah. they're front wheel drive. But still, but still, yeah, I get it. For passenger, uh-huh. I, I mean, it does yeah, yeah. everything. You want to keep something running. Mm-hmm. You want to pour dollars into something. <laughs> Boy, do I have a Saab <laughs> with your name on it. <laughs> right this way with your dollars. Yeah. Toyota Highlander Hybrid from 2007, 06 Infiniti G35 Sport Sedan, uh, Honda Odyssey 2013 mm-hmm. Golf Type R with with uh, dual clutch, PSG, yeah. and a 2019 Model 3 dual motor long range. You've had quite a, a varied experience, and I applaud you, Josh, yeah. for yeah, having yeah. this wide variety of cars. And I do really appreciate that you're wanting to teach your son manual transmission. That is excellent. Whenever I'm curious and and really want some good ideas. I always head over to our friend Adam. He is Mm. in Seattle and runs Soto Moto. And he's always got great and interesting listings. Some of them you think, oh, I could totally get that and they're out of budget. But some Mm. really pop up and you think, well, wait a minute now. Hang on. What about a 97 Impreza WRX STI V3 Mm. for 12.5? How about a 1996 Subaru Impreza WRX Type R STI for $19,500. It's got 113,000 miles, all-wheel drive. It's the two-door. Is it that's is it's it the, the left-hand drive, though, or blue, is it right-hand drive? I know exactly which one you mean, uh, but is it... It could be. I mean, that's the thing. Because some of his stuff is right-hand drive. I'm just wondering. Many yeah. many of them are, but ni- I mean, 19.5 for that. That is the famous one. It, that's that's I mean, more than their budget, this. I mean, clearly, many of them he, cool, he yeah. will get from uh, yeah. the Japanese domestic market. Mm-hmm. That is right-hand drive. Yeah, I kind of figured it would be. So, you know, on the other hand, Still it's cool. a nice skill for your son to learn. Learn to drive on the other side of the car. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, there it is. It is right-hand drive. But still, that is a cool car. But he's got great ideas, and I like some of these. I mean, you can also talk to Adam and say, hey, I'm looking for a particular car, like some of these Subarus or like an older Mercedes wagon or 
that E30 Touring that you're looking for and say, mm -hmm. hey, could you be on the lookout for that? Because he's got stuff coming. 99 Impreza <laughs> WRX RA I may have to just give you a minute to just scroll five. through the site. I like it. How about a Mini Cooper, Josh? Mm -hmm. How about a Mini Cooper of almost any year? I in, have that on my list. In, in Front-wheel drive. In spite of the fact it's not rear-wheel drive, mm -hmm. I have a Mini Cooper on here for sure. Parts, mm -hmm. interesting to drive, all of the above. Yep. Ah, uh, yeah. Some of the older Mercedes. Oh, here's a C32 wagon from Canada. It's an automatic, but still. I feel like one of these things in here, one of these uh, preferences are going to have to be flexible. Agreed. Agreed. I do love the E36 for you because they're mm -hmm. still cheap enough. You don't have to get an M3. Just get a straight up E36. I mean, if you find an M3, maybe it's got a uh, problems with the title and that could be your way in from a mm, price standpoint point, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you're buying a project car. You know you're going to have to tear it down and do some stuff mm -hmm. to it. And the balance is, Josh, I don't want it to be too easy. I don't want it to be too easy for you. Like, well, we did the brakes and I guess, uh, guess we'll go drive it now. Yeah, okay. I mean, I do want you to drive it, but I want you to have enough, a, a bit of a challenge in here because that's what you're buying it for. Generally speaking, we say, get the car that runs and drives so you can go drive it. But that's not what you're really asking here. You're wanting quality time with your son. Mm -hmm. You're wanting him to know, here's how things work. We did it ourselves. We replaced a transmission. Mm -hmm. We replaced a driveline. We replaced exhaust. We did the whole thing. And now you understand, here's how the systems on a car work. We bled the brakes, bled the clutch. We did mm -hmm. all this stuff ourselves. And now here's how that works. And you're going to take better care of it because you did the work yourself. And you know the time and money that we invested to do that. So I, I completely applaud you and agree. But you're going to have to look for maybe something that's a salvage title. Interesting which thought. comes yeah. with things that you're not going to love. Mm -hmm. You could even go as far as looking on Copart. But that is a... Now you really are in a project land there. <laughs> that is a huh. off the deep end. Missing front corner. Well, All of it. <laughs> the, the photos are always the money shot. Like, uh -huh. Look, it's a perfect like, ooh. Yeah. I didn't see the other side. Yeah, walk around the back of that car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why, why is this so cheap? Oh, that's uh -huh. why. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. That is the other end of the spectrum because now you're involved in body work. But only you can answer how far you want to go. But I feel like you need something... Mm -hmm. You had the seats redone and you refreshed a little bit of the interior, you dropped in a cool stereo, you bled the clutch and there's more to it. And you know what? We had to source a new front clip for that because it was damaged mm. and we replaced the headlights. Sweet. Yeah. Now you've got a cool driver and don't worry about paint. Do not worry about interior at this point. I mean, if you're doing seats and it's, you know, a completely ripped seat, something like that. Yes. But I love the BMWs for you and look for a wagon, mm. even Shoot, even a, a yeah, E46 or, or um, a, a little bit newer wagon. Uh, 2016 is in my mind, somewhere in okay. there. I don't know if they get that that cheap, but it's interesting. The problem is the price yeah. goes up. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. With mm. it, with anything, you might find yeah, the perfect sure. BMW wagon. Everything checks it's all the boxes. 16 grand. And it's 22 grand yeah. or yeah, 16 yeah. grand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know Take what I mean? Point. Yeah. Josh, you and your son, I have I have similar questions to Paul in that I don't think all these parameters are going to work, but I'm going to circle around to one parameter in a minute and really, really question you on it a lot. But on the stuff you're talking about, as I was reading along, I was like, you know what you need? You need an E30 BMW. And then you went there. The E30 <laughs> yeah, BMW yeah. is not very powerful. It's got a huge cool factor. You can find parts for them. They're out there now. A lot of the ones that are cheap, it's because they need stuff. Which made me also think of the BMW 2002, and the problem is the 2002 is yet another layer beyond the E30 of what does it need? Welcome to Bondo. Everyone I've, everyone I've ever seen, 
the owner has a long list of stuff they're constantly doing, even though the car is very cool to be in and to drive. Mm-hmm. I think the E30 is a great one. I think that E46 that you guys like, the ZHP is fascinating. Our friend Aaron that follows the show has been on some of our road trips. Mm-hmm. He has a ZHP where he's not, he doesn't consider himself a mechanic, but he decided to take apart his shifter and he made it exactly how he wanted it to feel. And it does feel great. We all talked about That's it on the last road trip. That's an interesting idea because he everything else about the car ran fine. Mm-hmm. He just disassembled he just, the entire shifter assembly. He didn't like the shifter feel, and he he was talking about trading out washers, and he traded out this part. He was just tinkering because he didn't have to drive the car, but he just tinkered until he was like, now that's the feel I want, and that's it is a great. Good. So the E46 ZHP, though, is probably not going to be 10 grand. I don't no. think it's going to be over 20, but you're going to be in that delta between 10 and 20. What is that going to be for you? You mentioned the Mini Cooper. I want to bring that up again. You could do an old C-Class with a manual, but the problem is, is that cool enough? I don't know that your 16-year-old son wants to drive a C-Class, which brings me around to a couple of thoughts. You can go older, something like a 1980s Supra, technically a 2 plus 2, straight 6, manual transmission, interesting car. We actually, the one that we drove for the channel a while back was a father-son project. Those are out there. This is a possibility, but now you're going a lot older, which brings me to my major question, Josh. Mm. You currently own an XC90 and a Honda CRV, and you have a Rivian R1S coming. This is a project car. It's not a daily. Even if your son dailies it, it's not a daily. It's not the car that has to haul the family. Why? Oh, why? Oh, why, Josh, does this car have to have four seats? There is no actual reason it needs to. Yeah, I'm not seeing that And if you're going to say to me, for insurance purposes, I'm going to say, no, sir. Because if you go back far enough, I even know there were some years where the Honda Civic four-door was more expensive to insure for a 16-year-old than the Mazda Miata because more 16-year-olds were in Hondas crashing than they were Miatas. Mm -hmm. You don't need a four-seater. You don't. Throw it out. The other thing is, do you want your son in this car with three friends? No, you don't. No, you don't. So get a two-seater. This is your project. It's a father-son project. The whole family doesn't need to go. The whole family doesn't get to go. Yes, I am ranting, and I'm going to continue. Mm. You don't need four seats. Mm. It opens up the world to all the cars you guys are intrigued by on that $8,000 car shopping thing. Some of those you could get for ten grand. The four-seat thing is the thing that is tying you to no options. And you don't need four I seats. I agree to that. Yeah. So at that point, yeah. it opens up everything we're talking about. And I do have to say, the stuff in that $8,000 car challenge is good. But Miata is the answer for you guys. You can get one for half your budget that needs stuff. It mm. doesn't quite run. It needs a fill in the blank. But that's the thing. Miatas are ubiquitous. Information for how to do everything is out there like crazy. Parts are out there like crazy. You could turn it into whatever you would like to because you're not sourcing a part for an E30 BMW. You're sourcing a part for Miata and they're there and there's, oh, there's three different people have got DIYs on that. The Miata is the perfect project car for you too. Just go get a Miata. Now, if you don't want to do that, again, all the cars in $8,000 challenge, but I am, I am standing on this, Josh. There is no good reason for this car to have four seats. And you're, you're, you're just limiting yourself. Yeah, I ran into a guy, uh, I was admiring his 07 Honda S2000 in a mm. perfect shade of blue, mm. and it was perfect. Mm. And I just mentioned, you know, hey, great car. And he said, oh, yeah, I've got an AP1 for sale with 149,000 miles. <laughs> Do you like S2000s? <laughs> Which means... Step right this way, sir. The engine is only on its half-life right yeah, now. Yeah, you're right. That's funny. And he said it's for sale. So I thought, what about finding cars that have been trashed? Oof. Yeah. 
Mitsubishi Evo 10 that's been fasted and furioused and putting it back right. Putting, you could go back to stock. You know what I, take, I mean? I see putting, what you're going. Yeah, 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 yeah. An S2000 that has been like, what a terrible body kit. And those are awful wheels. But you know what? Underneath is a great car and it hasn't had a lot of stuff done to the engine. Someone's Nissan 240. They were going to yeah. turn into a drift car and then they stopped and now you can go back to stock and make it all look nice those, and take off all the zip ties. All the <laughs> Nissan Z cars. Pick one. Pick one that really interests you. I was also thinking about C3 Corvettes. If we're freed up mm. from yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, four seats, mm -hmm. those things are pretty cheap. Yeah, and they're not fast. They're not fast, and you which could, is fine. I mean, you could also LS swap and uh, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. But but, Corvette, but it's but. not. Fa I mean, this is the thing. You don't want a super fast car for no. your son, and I get that. But it's stylish, and it, I'm wondering if it's just classy enough to have come back around. Where all right, we did the bodywork ourselves, and then we had it painted, or yeah, yeah. the paintwork is fine enough, and we tune that thing up, and it really runs nicely. There's enough out there that are cheap enough that kind of makes sense. So you, you keep it nice enough and you haven't lost your investment. I see uh, that. Miata, you wouldn't that. lose your investment. Certainly S2000s, the beat up AP1s, I think are at the bottom of their, their price yeah, probably, cycle. Probably. What if you put a, a Honda S2000 kind of refreshed it? Mm -hmm, Everything mm -hmm. runs about the car. It's all fine. It's just the seat yeah, bolsters are beat up. Kind of their kind of project. The paint's beat like, up. Yeah, the suspension yeah, yeah. needs replacing, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. You set it back to like perfect Honda stock. Mm-hmm. But again, it checks every one of your boxes except for seats. I think the four seat thing, there's some other reason why it's brought up, but it's not here. But this is back to that tools for jobs, or I use the shoe analogy where not all of your shoes are good for a night out and not all of them are good for hiking. Mm -hmm. You're buying a project car for you and your son. Two seats and be done. Mm -hmm. I, there's no reason with everything else in your garage that this has to carry lots of people too. Just die to that, move on, get an actual project car that's a two seater <laughs> and enjoy it. The $10,000 figure here creates another scenario, and that is how far back do you have to go to hit that number, and how safe is that car now compared to modern cars? Only you yeah. can answer that. But again, some of those cheap uh, convertibles that we drove aren't all that old. They're not, and they're still not that much more than eight grand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whatever car you're looking for and wherever it's listed, you'll find it with Autotempest.com. Autotempest.com brings together results from all the top used car listings anywhere online to save you time and help you find the perfect car. It even lets you compare with nationwide results from Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, and far beyond your local area. Plus, you can now get email alerts for your search, so you're sure not to miss anything. You can even price and find new cars from nearby dealers. That's why Auto Tempest is now the official sponsor of all our test drive videos. We use it to search for new cars or used cars wherever they are. So when you're doing your drive homework or you're chasing your next family car or you're just browsing so you can see what's out there, go to autotempest.com slash everyday so they know we sent you. Auto Tempest. All the cars. One search. Ronald C. writes to us from New Jersey about finding something interesting like 
a manual car. I like that you're back to wanting something that's driver focused, Ronald. It's very funny because he has a 2011 Jeep Wrangler, and he said he's got it's paid off, hundred thousand miles on. He's going to keep it forever. He likes driving around with the doors off, which I, I get that. Yeah, you can't. What other it's car cool. can you do that with? You can't. The only the other one I wish we got was the BMW Z1, where the doors the slip down into the so tub. Cool. Those are so cool. Yes. You're right. The, the Wrangler is kind of alone in this reality until the Bronco came along, but it, it is a very unique thing to do. But what I find funny is Ronald was like, you know, I need a more updated car. I need another fun car. I'm going to get a Jeep Gladiator. And then he went, wait a minute. Isn't that kind of what I already have? Exactly. I love that you self-corrected here, Ronald. That's amazing. <laughs> pull up, pull up. Ron says he wants something fast, fun, and something a cool dad would drive. His daughter loves cars, which is a plus. Ron says he would have to learn to drive manual since that's what he was planning on getting. Hmm, okay. If he spends his budget of around forty to sixty thousand dollars, which is a really great budget, it's excellent. You can find yeah, plenty of stuff in that range. But he says prices being what they are, he would like maybe four doors. The Jeep is small, but he wouldn't mind a two door. Everything's He's all on over the, the map. No, that's the thing. He, once he realizes that it's not going to be a Jeep Gladiator and he has the Wrangler that's not going anywhere, what's great about this email, Ronald, is I suddenly realized that you're at, like, this is a stream of consciousness email. You can mm-hmm. tell in the whole reading of it. As he mm-hmm. types, he's like, I need four doors. Well, you know what? The Jeep's not small. You know what? I could take two. This is just a realization of the fact that you're wide open to suggestions, which I love. Uh, GR Supra springs to mind instantly. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I like those things so much. They're just such a great example of a front engine, rear drive, fast sports car. Mm, they're mm. modern. They're excellent. It's I very think good. they're great looking. They're in your budget. I mean, he has on his list Audi S3, the GTI or Golf R, the Honda Civic SI, the Integra, and the Corolla. Now, the interesting thing about all of those is they all have back seats, which I'm sure you're mm-hmm. thinking of for mm-hmm. your daughter. However, I've said it before, your uh, parenting tolerance will vary, but they cannot force you to buy a four-seat car because you decided to procreate. If you have a exactly. two-seat car, your child goes in the passenger side. That's mm-hmm. where they go. Now, you do need to worry about things about airbag shut off in most of the cars. That, that's a feature now, and so it's sure. not a problem. I did this with my son. I, and, and look, I'm also talking to a bunch of parents out there that were not in uh, these amazing rear-facing seats with guns and airbags. So mm-hmm. we're, we're already mm-hmm. far safer. But I, you don't have to get a two-seat car because you have a child. So I do think that the Civic Si is a cool choice. I see your Golf R. I like that. Mini Cooper with a manual comes up here again. I think that's a really good one for you, Ronald. I also think the you're talking about a cool dad car. The Elantra N from Hyundai is very good. DCT or manual. You could go either way. But keep in mind, a styling refresh is coming. Maybe wait for the styling refresh. But I have <laughs> to ask imminent. what feels like an obvious question here, Ronald. 40 to 60 grand. Paul brought up the GR Super, which is great. Why no GR86? I'm looking at this list and GR86 is springing to mind again. It's, it's, Ron, this is It's awesome. suspiciously absent. That's the thing about it. The Supra is a great one, Paul, but the 86 is excellent. The 86 would be so much fun. Your daughter would love it so much. Mm-hmm. And you can put her in the little back seat. Yes. Because she's four. Yes. That you, would work perfectly. Absolutely. No, the, the, when I had my FRS and my, my son was was still small enough that he could fit in the back seat up until the, the moment we sold the, and then the GR86, he was starting to get too big. But the FRS, he was perfect. And so I think your daughter is fine in the back seat. I don't know when she jumps to a booster. She's probably in a booster already. 
mm-hmm, or at least mm-hmm. soon she's in a booster. Yeah, so yeah. she sits in the back seat. Then you have the, I don't have to put my daughter in the front seat problem solved. At four, she's in a booster, right? She should be. At Dep- three or four, d- you're Depends a, a lot on size. Depends yeah. a lot on size of child. So um, yeah, my son was big. So anyway, um, I, I think the GR86 is kind of an obvious, at least look at it. I totally agree. And you know what? If you look at the build that we did with our GR86, PowerStop sent us some amazing brakes and we put really good tires on that car too. And it really transformed it. And they were the easiest things to do. But then you guys go on road trips together. You can go just fun canyon driving. You can find some fun roads. That would be awesome. I mean, you're in New Jersey, so you've got a lot of the East Coast roads within, you know, a decent driving range of you. Jeep Wrangler. GR86. That's a cool garage. What a sweet garage. That's a cool, either, you, you show up anywhere to pick up your daughter in either car and you're cool dad. I don't care. Yeah. Wrangler with the doors off for the GR86. Done. I keep running into the conversation about age and cars designed for certain age groups mm, mm. and how we do our best to keep shattering any myth whatsoever because we want you to drive a car that you love. Yep. And yep. Well, I can't buy this because I'll come off as trying too hard. <laughs> you know what? If you love it and it drives really great, why not? I agree. I, I, I want to just com- continue to shatter and break any connection. Even though I understand as a designer, I've done plenty of mood boards and plenty of target customer kinds of boards. And here's mm-hmm. who we're going after. And then when you see somebody driving the car that you know they are the target customer, you're like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> You Somewhere are. a designer is cheering. <laughs> we got it right. They got you. But then when you see somebody who isn't mm. and you think only teenagers should be driving. What? It's like that experience where I got pulled over in the FRS years and years ago. And the police officer that came to the window, I was old enough to be his father. And I know he expected to see somebody younger than him. He leaned in the window and I watched him do a physical double take. Like, good evening, sir. <laughs> not what he thought on both ends of the spectrum the new c8 corvette i feel like is doing a great job Mm, shattering mm. all preconceived notions that we all have about corvettes the jorts and new balance sneaker Mm. jokes have not stopped but you know what the (laughs) c8 is different you see somebody young driving a c8 like yeah cool yeah Yeah, sports car like it you see somebody older driving a c8 you're like yes you've achieved your goal in life congratulations (laughs) and then i mean what is the age group for the the lotus elise what was their mood board? It's a great question. It's that car is question. like yeah. ageless, I feel it, like. It certainly has become that. I, I'd love to see what the designers were aiming for. Like, what's our ideal customer? Or were they because, just like, let's dr- design the coolest car we can think of. I don't, let's, hopefully let's people do, will buy it. Yeah, let's, let's, let's <laughs> lean into add lightness. How light can we go? Let's make that car. It just, and I, because, that's a great one because I would love to know. To, who's the mood board for who, the Elise? <laughs> who is the perfect marketing person? Like, that's the person. I really think the marketing company just threw their hands up and went, you're Lotus. It'll probably sell. I just, yeah. Who's the mood board for the Amira? Everybody who's an enthusiast, young or old, is pointing at the Amira going, yeah. yeah. Yes Uh to that. Yeah. Well, with their new EVs, they better be really good. I mean, what what about them will be Lotus flavored because they're EVs? It takes away the. You're right. It's a very interesting reality. We shall see. We need to drive one so we can determine this. But anyway. Ronald, thank you for writing. I really appreciate it. Hopefully this has given you some ideas to expand. And if you're interested in something, do not take it off your list before you drive it. That's very good. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lots of good questions as always. Thank you for sending them in. We, we reach out for questions on Mondays and Thursdays, typically for our podcast on Tuesdays and Fridays. Sometimes we move things around because our schedule changes, but that's generally when we ask. We ask for all those questions on social media. If you have a like a lengthy thing, a car debate, a topic Tuesday, that kind of stuff, that's where the email helps you. TV at gmail is where to find that, or you can go to our website, hit the contact button there. Nate has reached out and said he's noticed, I love that he's noticed this, there aren't very many new Ford or Lincoln test drives on our test drive channel. Does Ford not send vehicles our way? <laughs> Nate, you have hit the bullseye. We have asked. We continue to ask. Yeah. We have been at this for 16 years now. And from, I'm not kidding you, year one, the hardest cars to get have been Fords. Yep. And we are not alone. Others have complained about this as well. We have a lot of difficulty getting Fords. I don't even know if they come to the Denver press fleet. I don't think they do. I mean, well, we've had that uh, that recent expedition a we couple years the expedition. ago. That's, the, that's pretty much the only one I you can know, think we of. Had, the, uh, well, hang Maverick. on. The Maverick did come as well. That's yeah. right. Those so, two. But it's few and far between, and you can also always tell that it's what they want to sell right now. Well, and it's also what they, because th- the Denver press fleet specifically, it's what they think Denver's going to buy. There's no there's no Mustangs coming. I mean, we'd had that yeah. Mach-E GT, but we went to Denver to drive it. That was yes. in the fleet. So yes. there's there's various ones, but it's very targeted. You can, you can see that this is what we want to push mm-hmm. on the public. So this is what we'll have everybody drive. And that's fine. That's what most car companies do too. But when we put together a film, we want to you know, have options. Yep, so. yep. Over on X, Forrest Jenkins says that he really enjoyed our road trips film. Thank you, Forrest. Really appreciate it. What are some of our road trip motel essentials? What do we always pack? <laughs> Extension cords? Power strips? Yes. I bring what I call Charge Village, and everybody shakes their head at me, but it's this monster power strip. I think the the electrical bill goes up for the 24 hours I'm in the hotel. It's a string of cables it in there. It is yeah. crazy. That is the main thing. I mean, we're always <laughs> looking for plugs to charge yes. radios and GoPros and, and everything big camera batteries. has the big, you know, like fist-sized knuckle plug on mm-hmm. it, right? So there's no like, oh, those will, 16 of those will fit. No, eight of those will fit. Thanks. <laughs> the drone needs charging. You know it does. We're always looking for that kind of stuff. But you know what? A fridge is always handy because we're taking food with us. We need cold drinks. We want to load up the fridge in the morning before we set off. That is always one of the essentials that we like to. Otherwise, I need a bed for when I fall into it and wake up in eight hours. <laughs> or like, a happened? bed is always That's handy. helpful. Good. Yes. Yeah. Jeff is asking, uh, he's saying, comparing two cars, ignoring our tall guy issues, which is interesting when you take that out of the equation because he says, which do we prefer, Genesis G70 or Acura TLX? Take away the size concerns, which do we prefer? Now, the thing is, the Genesis G70 doesn't have a whole lot of backseat space either, but the TLX is definitely worse, which is one of the things we complained about. Big Sasquatch me complained about the fact they don't fit in the TLX very well, but I really, really like being in that car a lot. Mm. I actually prefer the styling over the G70, and the dynamics are very, very good. But I do like the G70 being rear-wheel drive. Yeah, that is a good one. Although super handling all-wheel drive is really great. It's certainly it's, not bad. It's yeah. pretty cool. The Type S TLX drives very, very well. I like yes. the styling mm-hmm. of the new Genesis, but the Acura looks really great too. I think the Acura looks better than the Genesis. I really yeah. do. Yeah, I think the Genesis has the more luxurious interior. The Acura has a very nice interior that feels driver-focused by comparison. 
Maybe just Genesis me and the trying. TLX. I'll lean the seat back. <laughs> it's a single guy car. <laughs> it's one, we choose the TLX. One passenger. I said before when we do, drove it, it is it is the world's largest two-seater. I mean, even though it's got four doors and four seats, apparently. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mitchell Edwards on Facebook says the brown accent paint on the new F-150 King Ranch is called Sinister Bronze. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had too much caffeine and uh, too much leash for what oh, they could ma- name things. The color and trim folks are mm-hmm. really at it. Mitchell's question is, have we hit peak needless machismo with making <laughs> sure the paint has a macho name? Where will it end? <sighs> is this now the paint colors to attract new guys to their truck like the naming conventions of all the makeup colors and nail polish colors and all that stuff. There is a company that's done one every bit as bad or worse on paint color. And I have to say it, it's a car we like, it's a company we like, but I'm sorry on the 86 track bread B R E D. Yeah. That is really super lame. Yes. But it's something you and I would do because we're super, I guess we are those idiots. We we? would come up with jokes like that. Yeah. And at least they're, but we wouldn't print it on a Monroney. We wouldn't make it an option. You could pay money for We just make a joke and move on. Look, Mitchell, you have touched on something that is near and dear to my heart. And that is paint color naming schemes. I love doing that. You're great at it. Thank you. I, I really try hard. And I think the more that car companies let themselves loose with things like that, little Easter eggs all over that Wrangler 392, little things all over Jeeps and many other cars. I want to see printed, like embossed in some piece of plastic somewhere on the 392. It just says in really small letters, can you believe we did this? Yes. (laughs) Just in quotes. The Bronco has Easter eggs. Practically all the fun stuff. I like seeing that. And the more that car companies allow themselves okay, that's fair. to do things like that and go after paint colors that are cool instead of like well, es- espresso crema metallic or whatever, yes. you know, it's like, let, let's get creative with the, mm. especially the paint color names. And that is an easy one. So okay. All it's right. not needless because I think it endears customers when they are building, doing the build online and they get to the paint color step. When you get to see, Hey honey, come here and check out what they've named this terrible color or this awesome color, <laughs> I totally have to have that. I mean, molten orange on the Fiesta ST, this has been going on for quite a while. And I like that car companies are doing this. Jared Rose One is playing with Track Daily Crush. He's come up with Road Trip, Daily Driver, or Burn. Burn? <laughs> the thing is, he's picked things you don't necessarily want to do anything with. He's actually picked overlanding major, like almost RVs here. He's got an overland loaded out Toyota Land Cruiser. A 1970 Volkswagen Westfalia camper van or Mercedes Sprinter camper van. Camper van. So you've got daily drive, road trip, or burn. I think, <laughs> hmm. I think the Sprinter is the daily. It's the most modern. Okay. It's going to do a lot of stuff. It's it's the I have a couple of buddies that have them. Reliability hasn't been great, but they do have them. Oh, really? Uh, Sprinter van, Sprinter camper van would be the daily, even though it's massive. The road trip is the loaded Toyota Land Cruiser because now you pick somewhere where there isn't a road. You do the actual real overland trip in that vehicle. That is your road trip. It's not a concrete road trip. It's an overland road trip somewhere nuts. And that means we are burning the Westphalia camper van, which is cool. And they did a lot of stuff with space. But I had friends that owned uh, those and related vehicles as well. And uh, uh, no, 
Unless we can do something cool with that wagon, like the Terra Wagon guys dropped a turbo Subaru engine in the back of theirs <laughs> and put Porsche big red brakes on theirs. True. They were just making a race car. They were yeah. making a race car. I mean, it only had a windshield. All the rest of the windows were gone. That's, <laughs> and they know, had a huge like clock, like a school clock on them so they could keep time swinging from the dash. Yeah. One of my favorite things. The Griot's guys at Griot's Motors, they built uh, the one that their family had for mm -hmm. years and years. They and built put it a, out big time. Yeah. Was it a diesel they put in the back Something. of that? So now it had like power. It could almost pull wheelies. <laughs> like finally, uh, Westphalia with power. Now we're doing it. Yep. That's kind of interesting. Michael W. on Facebook asks for a reasonable amount of time, total time and per vehicle, one should allocate to cleaning, maintenance, repair, and tuning per month oh, Wow! on their cars. Depends on who you ask. It really does. <laughs> Just at this depends table, how, depends uh, on who you ask. Off the rails you are. Repairs hopefully should be minimal because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hopefully your car should run great. And, uh, you know, if it's not a project car or a... Porsche 928 that just drains your <laughs> wait. Bank why would account. you? Why would you go there? Uh, why would yeah, you go yeah, to 928? Yeah. That's weird. Cleaning certainly high on the list. That is mm -hmm. keeping things clean. I don't mind dirt. I don't mind driving yeah, yeah. and getting it all dirty. Dirt can be clean. Smudges can be wiped off. That the interiors can be wiped down and clean. That is totally fine. And it's therapeutic for me. So I would allocate a whole lot more because mm. I, I just like being out there. You enjoy it. Yeah, and neighbors yeah. come by and they're like, Hey, they strike up a conversation. You're the car just, guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, you are. Sometimes I can't get out of my driveway. <laughs> is that the new Prius? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Look at what we're doing to it too. Anyway, tuning, I would say, unless you're just tinkering with mm, mm. your OBD, yeah, you know, something, yeah. something like that. I, I think less on tuning and repairs and more about cleaning and maintenance. You want, you know, maintenance, you've got your time to do it. And maybe that's one weekend and maybe cleaning is the rest. Mm, mm. Sure. But cleaning should take precedence. So I would say 80 to 90% of your time on that. Alex HC09 says, this is interesting. He says on track, he's talking about driving on track now, would a normal person feel any difference in speed between, now follow me here, the 991, this is a 911, last gen, 991 GT3 RS. So the most track-focused version of the last generation 911 mm. versus the new one, mm. the 992 GT3 RS that we just drove. We've driven both of these. He's asking, would a normal person feel any difference in speed? Now, Alex, I'm going to dissect this two different ways. Speed, no. Like, I put my foot in it, look at how fast this goes. Nope. You're going to have no idea. They're both going to feel quite fast, very loud, quite aggressive. And, oh, look, that's 9,000 RPM. Mm -hmm. You're not mm -hmm. going to notice a difference. You may notice a difference in steering because the 992 went with double wishbones up front, and it did change the front-end feel of the 911, even in lesser variants than the GT3 RS. I think yeah. the yeah. average person might not be able to quantify it put around a track, a few laps around, and, and you'd have to do enough laps around a track that you got past the, oh my gosh, am I going to kill myself? I can't believe I'm driving this car. Those laps have got to be behind you. Then you could probably be like, this does turn in a little different. This does feel a little different on the front end. But as far as just fast, speed, foot down, nope, no difference at all. Jordan Duncan on Facebook says that he knows we discuss the concept of voting with our dollars, and Jordan agrees with the sentiment 
particularly when regarding manual transmissions and sports car production. But what do we consider to be some of the contributing factors as to why people are not voting for these options with their dollars? Mm. Jordan feels that the rising cost of vehicles and vehicle ownership, along with devaluing the dollar in general, has contributed to this. Mm. Could it be harder, he writes, to justify a manual sports car purchase now more than ever when considering rising costs? Are these costs pushing younger adults out of the market that would otherwise vote with their dollars? Possibly so. But Mm. I don't believe that car love is waning. That doesn't necessarily mean it translates to sales, though. Yeah. You have to really do what's right for you. You have to get something that fits that time in your life. And the desire is still very much there, especially in young, young to old. I don't see, a, a, you know, young people just aren't buying cars anymore. Like, no, that's not true. I think young people in many cases can't afford cars right now. They want to buy them just fine. Yeah. And then the problem is that the flip side happens that the older people that can afford the cars now don't want to actually work very hard for it. They just want to relax. And so why would they buy a manual? And we end up with this mm-hmm. gap mm-hmm. where there's people that want manuals, but they can't quite afford them. I think that does exist to yeah. some degree because a lot of people, I think, You've got again. We were talking about luxurious F-150s at the top of the podcast. All cars have gotten so luxurious that if a sports car requires some effort, it's like, why is it like that? Yeah. When, it, when frankly, it requires a little sacrifice because there's payoff. Did you watch our South Dakota piece? I've come right back around to it. <laughs> yes. There we are. You know, Jordan, absolutely. And yes, it's it's tough. I mean, it, it's all relative. It's a bit of a sliding scale. You know, when you were young, did you? want a particular sports car Mm. that you couldn't afford? Well, of course, we all do throughout our lives. And when you're able to get something close to it, that's the whole point of an upcoming film called The Price of Fun Mm -hmm. that we will share very soon. It is currently an edit, but that is the point. Just because you have a more expensive car, does that mean you're having more fun? Great question. The question. car manufacturers, I think, will still build these kind of cars at all price points, but yes, it's tough. And, you know, just a side rant, and that is YouTubers shredding cars just for the views or mm-hmm. destroying cars. The, the destruction of any property like that, wanton destruction, drives me up a wall. Because Makes for a really cool thumbnail because it's on fire it behind does. me and I don't even care. But people built that. Yeah. People who work for the company invested their time, their weekends, their nights trying to make Mm. something awesome. And then the people that built it, they worked hard to build that thing only for you to go destroy it. (laughs) And then here's all of us, you know, we can't afford that car. I wish I could afford that car. I may never even see one of those in my life. And you're just sending it through the shredder. You're blowing it up with a rocket because (laughs) views, because of views, this is where we're at as humanity. But it, it, bugs me a lot because I want everybody to be in those fun sports cars. So that's why we do pieces like the $8,000 sports car challenge. Maybe in the future, we'll revise that. We'll look at the market where we are and what's possible, what's still fun and available and what can you do? What's actually reasonable? Maybe a lot of those cars are, are you know, still in consideration. But the biggest thing is, Jordan, all those cars are still going to be around. Mm. Cars last a long time, especially if they're taken care of and maintained, driven, and then maintained some more. They last a long, long time, which means all those cars will still, examples will still be around. That's encouraging to me. 
We will end our podcast there, a little bit shorter than usual, but we always appreciate your car conclusions, your topic yep. Tuesdays, and most of all, your car debates. Write to us, TV at gmail.com, and we always love hearing from you guys. Thanks for your social media questions, too. Mm-hmm. Lots to do. We're in edit yep. for even more pieces, yep. despite the South Dakota piece already playing. And, man, again, you worked your tail off. I'm proud of that this piece. Out it turned door. out really, really well. That ended up being a much better road trip than I expected. I thought it was going to be fun, but it ended up making a much better film than I expected, which is really cool when that happens. Thank you, guys. We're always looking forward to next time. Cheers, everyone.